Looks like the FBI is trying to get you killed. Director Ray warns sheriffs, we're probably going to be attacked right here in America, but his recommendation will lead to more deaths, not fewer. Hey, this is Doc Washburn. I have all the details coming up. First of all, do you remember from October 15th, 2023, when Director Ray of the FBI said this? We remain committed to continue confronting those threats, both here in the United States and overseas. In this heightened environment, there's no question we're seeing an increase in reported threats, and we've got to be on the lookout, especially for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own. So I'd encourage you to stay vigilant because as the first line of defense protecting our communities, you're often the first to see the signs that someone may be mobilizing to violence. I'd also ask you to continue sharing any intelligence or observations you may have. And on our end, we're committed to doing the same so that together we can safeguard our communities. Okay, you probably missed that. That was on October 15th, 2023, a week after the October 7th attacks Hamas on Israel. Here's how the UK Daily Mail described it. FBI Director Christopher Wray has revealed the Bureau has seen an increase in domestic threats since last weekend's attacks in Israel. This is in the UK Daily Mail, October 15th. Ray made the comments while speaking to a gathering of police chiefs in San Diego where he urged citizens to be vigilant and share intel to stop what he called lone actors inspired by the Palestinian terrorist group Hamas. With those attacks fresh in mind, Director Ray acknowledged an increase in stateside threats due to a so-called heightened environment and call for an increase in vigilance. He said the FBI is committed to continuing confronting those threats, both in the U.S. and overseas. He finished by offering his condolences to the people of Israel, expressing outrage over the sheer brutality and disregard for innocent lives there. Ain't that the truth? The remarks came the same day that Israel defense officials said they were set to commence significant military operations in Gaza after an impending evacuation. Ray told attendees on Saturday, October 14th, one week after the attacks on Israel, there's no question threats are on the rise as a result. All right, now, fast forward to February 2024, where we are now. And a viral video from Sheriff Richard K. Jones from Ohio. And you may have heard about this because it seems to be getting a lot of traction, a lot more traction than FBI Director Christopher Ray's announcement back in October. Uh, the sheriff is very concerned because now the Sheriff's Association, the National Sheriff's Association, 
has met with FBI Director Christopher Wray. And again, Christopher Wray is warning sheriffs that he's very concerned about the possibility of widespread attacks on civilians in the U.S. And at first, I was thinking, wow, he must be really concerned because this goes against the party line. This goes against anything that Secretary of State Anthony Blinken or National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan or Attorney General Merrick Garland or Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, or the vegetable in the Oval Office, Joe Biden, would be saying or would be admitting. But then when I heard what the recommendation is, I just had this sinking feeling. So let me... um, No, no, I I believe that the, the, the sheriff... Richard K. Jones, Butler County, Ohio, is legitimately concerned and wants to do everything he can, and that there are many other sheriffs like him. But when I heard about FBI Director Christopher Wray's recommendation, I just had this sinking feeling, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And I've got some personal knowledge about that, too that I will be sharing with you. So, first of all, let's get right to Sheriff Jones, Butler County, Ohio, and uh, what he said in a press conference after he got back from this national meeting recently with FBI Director Christopher Ray, and it went something like this. My name is Rick Jones. I'm the Butler County Sheriff, Butler County, Ohio. Um, I just came back from the National Sheriff's Training in uh, D.C. Uh, three days ago, two days ago, we were briefed by the FBI director, Ray, the director of the FBI, and several federal agencies. There's 3,300 sheriffs in the United States. The President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs of the 3300, we have a hierarchy, we have a president, we have a vice president. President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs. Okay, that's a big deal. Biden refuses to meet with not just sheriffs, but the head of this National Association of Sheriffs. That's a big deal. He also refuses to meet with the police chiefs of the United States. They have a hierarchy also. He refuses to meet with them to talk about border issues or to talk about crime that's going on because of the border issue. We were also told by Mr. Ray, the FBI director, that there are more red flags going off now than before 9-11. Okay? That's... uh... Very concerning. And whether or not you've heard what the sheriff has said before I'm sharing it with you, I just felt it was my responsibility to share it with you. 
When I say red flags, meaning people that are here in this country that are wanting to do harm to us. We were also explained we're, in the, we're bombing two countries right now. Two countries. These people do not like us before this started. There's thousands of people here from other countries, 160 different countries. They're here not to be our friends. Some of them are coming because they're wanting to come here to the best country in the world, the way we see it. Some are coming here to do harm to us. And we were told by the FBI director, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Does that concern you? That the director of the FBI told the Sheriff's Association it's not a matter of if some of these people who came here illegally will attack us in our own country. It's a matter of when. It concerns me. We were also told five sheriffs went to Israel five weeks after the attack. The only thing that saved the Israelis, the government, was the local police. They were outgunned, outmanned. They came over. The Palestinians said they came over. They killed, raped. The sheriffs were there. They talked to the police. The local police are what saved that country. Now, let me tell you something. We heard over and over and over again about these families being attacked, and none of them had guns. None of the people who were attacked at the music festival were carrying weapons. None of the families who were attacked, killed in their own homes, had guns. So yeah, the local police were responsible for keeping the whole country from just being overwhelmed. God bless them. But one big difference between USA and Israel is the USA, a lot of people are carrying. In Israel, it seemed like no one was. Hamas even attacked a military base. Nobody was carrying. They killed a bunch of service members because nobody was carrying. A little bit different here. And this is key. This is going to come in in a little bit. You'll understand why I'm bringing this up right now. Okay, here's more from Butler County, Ohio, Sheriff Richard K. Jones. You can't just call, even in Israel, you can't just call the military up and they're going to be there, okay? They went house to house, raping, killing. The Israeli police, when our guys got there, the sheriffs, said they just don't hate us. They hate you guys equally. And the same people that train them are the same people that train people to hate us. The FBI director said when 9-11 hit, there's more red flags now than then. So, and he said, these are people that want to kill us and do harm to us. Now, so you're wondering, I want everybody to know what I know. 
I can't tell you everything, but I want the public to know that we are in a terrible way right now. Amen. Amen. Always carry. Always practice situational awareness. Always be ready. But again, in just a few, we're going to get to the FBI's recommendation, and it's not good. Um, it's one thing for the FBI director to warn about the danger, but if his solution is hurtful instead of helpful, this is very bad. And, and that's coming up. That's coming up. Here's more from the sheriff. The United States, and I'm going to get to the local, the United States, we're on the defense. You can't be just defense and not have an offense. We have no offense. We're just defense. We're absorbing these attacks. We're in other countries. We're supplying them with weapons. We're supplying them with our, our, our treasure, our money, and we're not doing much back home. So... With that in mind, we were also told that they're going, this is from the federal government, three days ago, they're going to attack our elections, which they've always done that, just not the national. They're going to go into the locals. They encouraged us to talk to our local election officials and be prepared as much as they can for cyber attacks. Even local, you have to be prepared. Now, that takes us back to the voting machines and... You know, the fact that they are don't tend to be controlled locally anyway, and that's that's a whole other uh, subject that my friend Colonel Conrad Reynolds has been talking about. But again, FBI Director Ray has warned about violent attacks in the homeland. We've been told that, again, they're coming here to do harm to us. And even in Ohio or in the United States, we're not going to be able to call and ask for help from the federal government. They're going to be busy. The military's not coming. The National Guard, when 9-11 hit, it was all the police and the fire. And they were in total, total organized chaos. The military had the scars. And I don't want somebody ask me, Am I like Doomsday Jones? And I said, no. Uh, 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 I'm not like Chicken Lily. I want you to know what I know. And if you don't believe what I'm telling you, that's okay. You can do what the Israeli citizens done. You can build a little safe house in your basement. And good luck. Uh, now, get to where we've been attacked here in Butler County. You're going to think... Well, we've never been attacked. We have. The Russians attacked our system, our electronic system, our computer system. They hacked it. They also are trying to hack just not ours. And they, we were down for two months. Just a paper. Hacked our dispatching, hacked everything. Now, was that to help us? No, it wasn't to help us. It was to hurt us and cause chaos. As we speak today, the Russians are still attacking our computer system, just like they're attacking most of yours. But I want the public to know this. 
The Chinese tried to attack our cyber system here in Butler County, which includes everything that we have, dispatching for police and fire five times a day. I want to repeat that. Five times a day. The Iranians are attacking our computer system and trying to hack it three times a day. I want to repeat that. Three times a day. Now, are they doing that to help us and be our friends? No, they're not. They're trying to disrupt everything that we do. And this next election coming up, they're trying to do the same. So what we're doing here is we've got rifles in every police vehicle we have. That's a good start. Rifles in every police vehicles, every police vehicle. That's that, that's a good start. We have what we call a go bag. We have extra magazines, and we're going to start training civilians. We've offered uh, classes to train civilians, and we're going to start training civilians on what to do when disasters hit and emergencies hit. Naturally, we can't train the whole country. We can't train the whole county. We put this up online yesterday. It's full. We can do like 30 people at a time. We're trying to get it, and the organization that is doing that is um, uh, Texas and m Okay, that's a big mistake. They're training civilians for what to do in the case of some kind of violent emergency. And the organization doing the training is Texas A&M. This is a huge mistake. And I'm going to tell you why in just a minute, but here's, here's the rest of what he says about it. They're coming here. The federal government's paying for it. They're going to train 30 civilians on what to do from disaster city. 30 out of 400,000 people is not much. So we're trying to get more classes. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, the FBI is recommending active shooter training from Texas A&M. And it's uh, it's a huge mistake. And it's going to cost people lives if they take this training seriously. And I'm going to tell you exactly why in just a moment as the Doc Washburn Show continues. If you've tried to buy a car recently, you realize you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Auto comes in. Red River Auto is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Auto wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. Red River Auto Group has perfected the online buying process. Just go to redriverauto.com and pick from hundreds of new and used vehicles. You can purchase a vehicle online if you have any questions. One of Red River's trained experts will help you through the whole process. Red River Auto makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door, no matter where you live in the continental U.S., RedRiverAuto.com. You'll be glad you did. I want to tell you about the best-kept secret in American healthcare. 
Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, fibromyalgia, eczema, psoriasis, migraines? The Arkansas Upper Cervical Center might be able to help you. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, or C1, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. I had severe hay fever for five or six weeks every spring all my life and migraines year-round. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away and the migraines went away for good. Whatever malady you're suffering from, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation. They've helped so many people I know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number for your free consultation is 501-279-2009. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com. Click on the tab that says find a doctor near you, and I sure hope you can. Do you want to drop your big liberal cell phone carrier? Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, is a perfect solution. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use. Patriot Mobile guarantees your coverage. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veteran and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. And switching to Patriot Mobile usually only takes 15 to 20 minutes. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you shift your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Switching is easy. Just do what I did. Go to PatriotMobile.com. Or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. All right, let me tell you what happens when you Google Texas A&M and active shooter. You get a page on Texas A&M University's official website which says an active shooter is defined as one or more subjects who actively engage in killing or causing life-threatening injuries to multiple people in a confined and populated area. Active shooter situations are dynamic, evolve quickly, and often end before law enforcement arrives at the scene. How you respond to an active shooter will be dictated by the specific circumstances of the encounter. If you find yourself in an active shooter situation, try to remain as calm as possible and use these suggested actions to help you plan a strategy for survival. The University Police Department provides safety videos on how to survive an active shooter situation. And... They take you to the safety videos and the safety videos 
recommend that you do anything and everything except for shooting the active shooter. Okay, you got it? You do anything but neutralize the shooter. And these videos are from Texas State University. And a um, program they have called Avoid, Deny, Defend. And I've watched these videos, and they're, they're outrageous. They're designed to get people killed. So again, the active shooter page at Texas A&M continues, run, hide, fight. It says, should you ever find yourself in the middle of an active shooter incident, your survival may depend on whether or not you have a plan. The plan doesn't have to be complicated. There are three things you could do that make a difference. Run, hide, fight. Not, not shoot the active shooter. Not take him out. No, no. First of all, run. When an active shooter is in your vicinity... If there's an escape path, attempt to evacuate. Evacuate whether others agree to it or not. Leave your belongings behind. Help others escape if possible. Prevent others from entering the area. Call 911 when you're safe. Hide. If an evacuation is not possible, find a place to hide and lock and or blockade the door. Silence your cell phone. Hide behind large objects. Remain very quiet. Your hiding place should be out of the shooter's view. Provide protection if shots are fired in your direction. Not trap or restrict your options for movement. You got that? You're behind a locked door, but you don't want to restrict your op- options for movement. That, that's counterintuitive. It's contradictory. It doesn't make any sense. So run, hide, fight. As a last resort, and only if your life is in danger. <clears throat> Wait, I thought your life was already in danger. Again, this is ridiculous. As a last resort, and only if your life is in danger, attempt to incapacitate the shooter. Act with physical ag- aggression. Improvise weapons. Now, not shoot him, but improvise weapons. Uh, commit to your actions. Arriving law enforcement's first priority is to engage and stop the shooter as soon as possible. Officers will form teams and immediately proceed to engage the shooter moving toward the sound of gunfire. But obviously, they don't want you to do that. No, no. No, no. Let the guy continue shooting people until the police get there. Now, one of these videos simulates what to do in case there is an active shooter. And so a guy comes into a big store that looks like a Walmart, has all the blue and yellow of the Walmart, has everything except for a sign saying Walmart. And a young man who works there notices that the guy is carried in a rifle bag. The guy's kneeling down in an aisle, unzipping the rifle bag, and putting together the components of a rifle. Now, 
this is before it's put together, before he can point it at anybody, the natural thing would be to tackle the guy, yell for help, but no, no, no. The video from the Texas University system, which the FBI endorses, says the young man who's the employee at what looks like a Walmart runs away, and that's the right thing to do. In other words, let the guy put the rifle together and start shooting people. You run away. Don't try to stop him from putting the components of the rifle together. That's what they recommend. Now, how do I know the FBI recommends this? Well, last year I found out that the FBI was going to do a seminar on how to deal with an active shooter at a church in the city I live in. And so I went. And... I was the only person to ask a question at the end of the seminar. And I asked, well, nothing in your presentation and nothing in the videos that I have seen addresses the possibility of just shooting the active shooter and thereby neutralizing the threat. It's all about run away, run away. And I guess hope he doesn't shoot you in the back. And the woman from the FBI said, well, I, you know, I guess you could do that. We don't recommend it. Um, fewer than 9% of active shooters are stopped by armed civilians. And I remember thinking, that can't be true. That cannot be true. Earlier in her presentation, she mentioned the uh, Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida from a few years ago. And she said that the shooter didn't have any kind of ideological incentive to do it. And I mentioned that when I was asking questions too. I said, he called 911 and pledged allegiance to ISIS. And you said he didn't have any ideological backing for what he did. There was no ideological incentive. She said, no, I didn't say that. I said that he didn't attack the nightclub because it was a gay nightclub. Several people came up to me after the meeting concluded and said, we heard what she said. And she was lying when she denied it. Anyway, so I knew that her numbers couldn't be right. Fewer than 9% of active shooters are stopped by armed civilians. Sure enough, Suzanne Edward, over at America's First Freedom, a publication of the NRA, November 29, 2023, Article entitled, We Can't Believe These Agencies. Subtitled, Too Often the U.S. Government Skews Statistics on Gun Use to Push False Narratives. 
Are you surprised? Here's what she says. While Americans are frequently confronted with stories centered on guns being used to take lives, few are aware that many more humans are likely saved by firearms every year. A key reason for this lack of understanding is unreliable federal crime data. Data that has too often been skewed by anti-gun politics. As currently defined by the FBI, active shooter incidents involve individuals who kill or attempt to kill people in a populated public place, even if only one shot is fired or the intended target is not struck. Shootings that are related to other criminal activities, such as robberies or drug turf wars, are not included in the FBI's active shooter incident reports. But, according to economist John Lott, that is John R. Lott Jr. from University of Chicago, who wrote the book back in the 90s, More Guns, Less Crime, according to John Lott, there was an abundance of cases missing or misidentified by the FBI. And while the FBI acknowledged errors, the Bureau failed to update the reports for accuracy purposes. John Lott is the president and founder of the Crime Prevention Research Center, the CPRC, and also worked in the U.S. Department of Justice up until January 2021, a senior advisor for research and statistics evaluating the FBI's reports. So here's what John R. Lott Jr. wrote. He said, The FBI continues to report that armed citizens stopped only 14 of the 302 active shooter incidents that it identified for the period of 2014 through 2022. The correct rate is almost 8 times higher. And if we limit the discussion to places where permit holders were allowed to carry, the rate is 11 times higher. He further noted, out of 440 active shooter incidents from 2014 to 2022, an armed citizen stopped 157. Wow, 157? Of 440, that, that's a pretty good rate. He said, we also found that the FBI had misidentified five cases, usually because the person who stopped the attack was incorrectly identified as a security card. Professor Lott also emphasized that while the FBI claims that just 4.6% of active murderers were halted by law-abiding citizens carrying guns, his research found that the figure was at least 35.7%. A false statistic like this 4.6% misleads people and can prevent good policies from being passed. I wonder why the, uh, the woman who did the FBI seminar I went to said fewer than 9% if her own bureau says 4.5%. Anyway. Suzanne Edward over in the NRA continues, Indeed, without reliable crime data, it is impossible to have a fair gun control debate, and yet the FBI continues to depend upon minimal data sets 
to reach conclusions meant to encapsulate the entire country. For example, the FBI estimates national crime trends by collecting crime reports from thousands of law enforcement agencies nationwide for its annual Uniform Crime Reporting Program. However, in 2021, the Bureau made momentous changes to how local, county, state, tribal, and federal agencies submit their information. The FBI said that agencies and police departments could only submit data via their NIBRS platform, which brought about yet another significant administrative hurdle. The outcome? Of the 18,000 agencies nationwide, only half filed a year's worth of data and only 63% put forth partial information. This made already dubious data even more deceptive and spotty. In fact, the country's biggest cities, New York, Los Angeles, failed to report statistics to the FBI at all. Subsequently, the FBI often draws its conclusions using a small percentage of jurisdictions or none in a state to conjure up a national estimate. The lack of crime data from big cities can also lead to the perception that those cities or the states they are in are safer than they are. Despite this knowledge, the FBI still tries to convince the public that the UCR program generates reliable statistics for use in law enforcement. That is a uniform crime reporting, UCR program. The FBI says on its website, it also provides information for students of criminal justice, researchers, the media, and the public. The program has been providing crime statistics since 1930. The UCR program includes data from more than 18,000 city, university, and college, county, state, tribal, and federal law enforcement agencies. Agencies participate voluntarily and submit their crime data either through a state UCR program or directly to the FBI's UCR program. Now, what the FBI additionally fails to acknowledge is how data and subsequent reports are generated, which always leaves it open to inconsistencies, errors, and manipulations. At every stage of the data collection process, bias and distortion can affect a narrative. Different officers can interpret the same alleged criminal event in varying ways. Downgrading or upgrading a charge may be incentivized or pressured for political reasons. Even minor reporting disparities can significantly affect the final outcome, impacting the public's right to definitive and transparent information concerning their safety. And as it pertains to lawful firearms use, National data is far from a dependable source. For one, the FBI does not distinguish between law-abiding citizens preventing attacks where guns are prohibited and where they are legally permitted. As Professor John R. Lott Jr. said, you can't expect law-abiding citizens to stop attacks where it's illegal to carry guns. He says in places where law-abiding citizens are allowed to carry firearms, the percentage of active shootings that were stopped is 51%. For 2022, the figure for that year is a remarkable 63.5%. Furthermore, the FBI draws determinations regarding 
the prevention of attacks. These are not even based on the limited information police departments can provide, but are often based on hard-to-find news stories concerning such incidents. Some of this data is compiled by academics paid for with your tax dollars at the Advanced Law Enforcement Rapid Response Training Center at Texas State University. Those researchers, too, are subject to prejudice and subjective interpretation. In Lott's experience in pointing out errors to those given the task of compiling the reports, only one researcher responded to his query about why a particular case of a shooting being stopped by a lawful person with a firearm had failed to make the FBI's final report. Again, Texas State. That is the university that produced the videos recommending that people not try to stop an active shooter before he had even put his gun together. Recommended that you just run if you see somebody who walks in and is about to arm himself, about to put a gun together. Just just let him let him go ahead and put the gun together and start shooting people. That's what Texas State recommends, and that's what the FBI recommends because that's what they rely on when they do their seminars and they really try to discourage concealed carry or open carry, either way, people from shooting the bad guy. Now, why do you think that is? Anyway, Professor Lott said that the researcher at Texas State University argued that one case involving a shooting at a dentist's office was excluded because it involved a domestic dispute and another at a strip club was excluded because it was a retaliation murder. He said, we list 14 examples where the FBI list includes shootings resulting from domestic disputes and three others where a shooting started after someone was denied entry to a lounge or a bar. So why the double standard? Domestic disputes and retaliation murders are only included when they don't involve permit holders stopping the attacks. So they're intentionally trying to skew the numbers. Experts like John Arlott Jr. deduce that the FBI data on active murderers is bereft of so many defensive gun uses that one can't help but view this as calculated. He said errors can happen, but the failure to fix past reports shows a troubling disregard for the truth. The reality is that armed, law-abiding citizens are unsung guardian angels. Nevertheless, the FBI wouldn't be the first government entity contaminated by the fervent gun control agenda of the Biden administration. In 2022, the CDC, supposedly nonpartisan National Public Health Agency of the United States, quietly deleted some data on defensive gun uses from its website. Previously, anyone could turn to the CDC online and see for themselves 
that guns used in defense of oneself or others far surpassed the number of violent gun crimes, with the CDC citing a 2013 National Academies of Sciences report conveying that the yearly number of people using guns to stop crime ranged from about 64,000 to 3 million. A figure of 2.5 million was listed on the CDC website. The CDC went on to state that some studies on the association between self-defense of gun use and injury or loss to the victim have found less loss and injury when a firearm is used, indicating that firearms are far, far more likely to save lives than take them. So, why the deletion from the CDC's website? The CDC cowed to the lobbying and political pressure of gun control activists who were aghast that such figures were used in gun control discussions. Ultimately, these facts went against the grain of their boisterous fake narrative. According to some independent investigations into the matter, the CDC initially resisted the removal of the study, but after a meeting September 2021, decided to go forward with the request. It seems that the FBI has also gone down a similar partisan path. Del Wilbur, former U.S. federal agent and Second Amendment proponent, says the Bureau's senior leadership has clearly shown in recent years that they are subject to political interference and influence. Lower-level FBI employees, given the task of compiling statistical data, are certainly influenced by their superiors. The Bureau did not respond to a request from the NRA for comments concerning the accuracy of its reports. Meanwhile, the national press relies heavily on the untrustworthy government data when reporting on the Second Amendment and gun control matters. Indeed, many in the mainstream media use this data to attack the civil right to keep and bear arms. But still, what FBI reports do show, although they don't explicitly say so, is that mass shootings almost always occur in what is known as gun-free zones. One only needs to glance at the FBI's 2022 active shooter locations with five highest casualty counts. Club Q in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. 36th Street Station in Brooklyn, New York. Tops Friendly Markets in Buffalo, New York, and Central Avenue in Highland Park, Illinois, to determine these areas did not permit law-abiding citizens to carry. Findings from the CPRC further illuminate that 98% of mass shootings from 1950 to May of 2018 occurred in such firearm-prohibited areas. Yet at least on national news platforms, you would be hard-pressed to find out about the deluge of occurrences each year in which legal armed citizens save lives and don't accidentally hurt innocent bystanders. Wilbur said, We rarely hear about guns being used to prevent crimes for one simple reason. It goes contrary to the false narrative that the leftist news media and politicians want to paint. There are countless incidents 
across the country every year where a responsible gun owner has used a gun to prevent or limit an attack or to detain a criminal for the police. These instances will never receive the media attention they merit. Emily Miller, longtime journalist focused on firearms issues, concurred. She said there has been an extreme rise in the mainstream media covering gun issues, but it is just astounding how often mainstream media will make mistakes, and it's about guns and their uses because they don't learn the basics. And sadly, the media's focus is always on ratings and clicks. Someone shooting children in school will get a lot more attention than someone who saved lives with a gun. While crime remains at the forefront of political news cycles, the defensive use of guns is drastically underreported. Sometimes the bending of the story starts with law enforcement itself. For example, in June 2023, a good guy with a gun, an employee of a condo, disarmed an active murderer in Las Vegas, as shown by building video footage, thus saving an unknown number of lives. The aggressor was the only person wounded by gunfire, but the heroic role of the armed civilian's intervention was mysteriously ignored by much of the media. According to an article by the Heritage Foundation, normally this type of defensive gun use would garner significant media attention and make national headlines. Entire news cycles were dedicated to covering gun owners who stopped mass shootings at an Indiana shopping mall and a Texas church, yet despite undeniable evidence that an armed civilian successfully ended a serious incident in which a gunman was bent on violence, the mantra of the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department so far has been, nothing to see here, folks, just move along. Meanwhile, the mainstream media, including local news outlets, compliantly stopped asking questions. With such skewed statistics and stories, this isn't a fair debate. It is a political attack to take away our freedom. If we don't stand up for accuracy and point out the problems with these government statistics, our rights will inevitably diminish under the canopy of a political agenda. Miller said the manipulation of statistics to create a narrative ultimately scares people. Whether the goal is for ratings or more gun control, it pushes people, especially women and mothers, to fear guns, and that just isn't right. Now that's Suzanne Edwards over at America's First Freedom, a publication of the NRA, article entitled, We Can't Believe These Agencies. Now I want to share with you if you're a member of a school board or a member of a church or a member of any kind of a nonprofit and you want to have somebody come talk to you about how to actually stop an active shooter, you want to have somebody come actually give you an evidence-based plan on how to stop an active shooter instead of just a clueless FBI saying, well, try running away and hope he doesn't shoot you in the back. I'm going to tell you exactly who you need to contact, 
who can do a fantastic job of exactly that. And that's coming right up on the Doc Washburn Show. Mike Lindell says because of your amazing support for MyPillow 2.0, he's expanded MyPillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. So he's clearing out his percale bedsheets by giving them to you at closeout prices. King size percale bedsheets, only $39 a set. Queen size, only $35 a set. Full size, $29. And twin size, just $25. Use promo code DWS to take advantage of this once-in-a-lifetime offer. Right now, Mike's biggest My Slippers closeout sale ever is on. Get Mike's all-season My Slippers and Sandals at clearance prices. Mike's all-season moccasin slippers are just $25. Mike's My Slipper Sandals are just $19.50. They're both made with Mike's patented impact gel that absorbs and relieves pressure so you can comfortably wear them all day long. Just use promo code DWS for huge discounts. Remember, DWS stands for Doc Washburn Show. MyPillow.com. Quantities are extremely limited at these amazing prices, so please order now. Just use promo code DWS. You know, the great Ronald Reagan once said, inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Have you thought about the benefits of investing in precious metals? Here are five profound benefits. Number one, investing in precious metals is a hedge against inflation. Number two, it's a great way to diversify your portfolio. Number three, asset liquidity. Number four, precious metals tend to be a store of value. They don't tend to depreciate over the long haul. And last but not least, number five, precious metals can be a hedge against geopolitical uncertainty and the struggling U.S. dollar. Andrew Sorcini with Beverly Hills Precious Metals has been involved in gold and silver for over 40 years. Beverly Hills Precious Metals brings precious metals to the homes of everyday American citizens. Mike Flynn told us about them, and they are our gold buyer of choice. To find out more, just Google Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Make sure you ask about the general Mike Flynn silver coin and tell them Doc Washburn sent you. Beverly Hills Precious Metals helps folks protect their finances, wealth, and investments. Let me ask you something. Why continue shopping big box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company? Now you can get around this crazy inflation by shopping factory direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. Americans are walking away from the big box conglomerates and deciding to buy only USA. Join with fellow patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big woke corporations that are trying to destroy our country. These products include fresh American-raised beef, raised in the Montana mountains near Yellowstone. This beef is known as Never Ever. Never has the animal ever been exposed to antibiotics, hormones, or vaccines. This prime or high-choice beef is shipped directly to your door. Pricing and availability is exclusive only to our members and isn't shipped anywhere else in the world. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. Email us at buyonlyusa at proton.me and I'll have one of my guys contact you. Buyonlyusa at proton.me. All right, let me tell you, if you have a group that wants to hear from someone, about how to actually stop an active shooter. What works and what doesn't work. 
There's one guy that you need to talk to. And he does training on this all over the United States of America. I happen to know him because he lives in central Arkansas. His name is Ed Monk, M-O-N-K. And his company is Last Resort Firearms Training. And the best way to find out more about him is just go to the uh, go to his Facebook page, Last Resort Firearms Training. He's been traveling all over this country doing seminars on how to stop active shooters for years. But after the Uvalde, Texas school shooting, requests for his services went through the roof. He's not home very much. But I went to one of his seminars about a year ago in central Arkansas, and I learned so much, so much. Unlike Texas A&M or Texas State University or the FBI, last resort firearms trainings, seminars on how to stop an active shooter are evidence-based and irrefutable. So, again, last resort firearms training on Facebook. And you can thank me later. All right, time for our Tweet of the Day, brought to you by RedRiverAuto.com. Red River Auto is the big old car dealership in the middle of the USA, at least in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online and have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental USA. Okay, perhaps you have heard by now that the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, has set a couple of hostages free. They located a couple of hostages that Hamas was holding. But you probably haven't heard the details. And so this is our tweet of the day from the uh, Mossad commentary. Twitter profile, full story of the hostage rescue. The IDF and Shin Bet have been working on this operation for an extended period of time. There were no conditions so far to carry it out, and they waited until the conditions were fulfilled. The operation was very complex in reaching the destination in Rafa, and the Gaza Strip. The forces arriving at the target secretly around 1 o'clock in the morning and carried out a very complex operation on a building complex on the second floor where the abductees were held. It was covert. When the forces got there, there was a break-in into the building. There were armed guards in the nearby houses Inside the house were three terrorists who were guarding the abductees. The forces stormed into the building in a hot burst using a charge because the door was locked. They entered the building, pulled the two adult kidnappers, 61 and 70 years old, out of the building. 
Okay, I think they mean the two adults who had been kidnapped. It looks like a typo there. A shootout took place on the spot. A very wide fire was launched from the air. Fire was opened from the nearby buildings. The Air Force attacked there strongly. There are many terrorists who were killed tonight in this operation. In the action, there is one fighter who was slightly injured. Beyond that, there are no casualties to Israeli forces. After that, the force cut off contact. Forces of the 7th Brigade with the 13th Fleet escorted, to, escorted the forces out on NMRs, Merkava APCs. The entire operation lasted at the destination itself for about an hour from end to end. They arrived at a nearby airstrip. We brought the abductees, the 61 and 70-year-old, and from there they took off to Sheba where they are now meeting their families. These, these were two Argentines who had been uh, taken captive by Hamas. So your feel-good story of the day, they, they killed a lot of terrorists. They killed a lot of jihadists, and they set these two guys free. Um, brothers-in-law, Fernando Merman, the 61-year-old, and Luis Har, the 70-year-old, who had been taken hostage from near Itchak on, on October 7th. So thank God for your good news story of the day. At your Tweet of the Day, brought to you by RedRiverAuto.com, where you buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice, the way you want to online, have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental USA. You've been listening to Episode 426 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. If you have any questions for us, email us at contact at docwashburnshow.com. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempe of the 10th, Senior Vice President, Engineering, IT, and Interoperability for the Doc Washburn Show. And that's the way it is, Monday, February 12th, 2024.